Father, right now, right now, right now, we would just, we would just pray over Jamie right now, over her body, Father, that everything, everything comes back into perfect alignment in Jesus' name. Because we know it's by his stripes that we are healed, totally healed. And Father, right now, we would just command this migraine to leave Jamie in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your healing touch right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Father. Hallelujah. Lord, I just thank you. I just hear the words, be still. And I don't think this is just for Jamie, but I think this is for a lot. Be still and know. Be still and know him. Know he is able. Hallelujah. Father God, you are more than able. And there's a stillness. As Daniel's talking about the storm, Jesus rested in the boat. Because that's just who you are, God. You're bigger than the storm. And there's these things that just continually try to come on us. And the Lord is breaking us free from all those things. And there's this place of just stillness. And out of that birth forth declarations and movement. But first we must be still. And we must know that He is Lord. Our Savior is born. We celebrate a Lord and Savior this morning. Father God, you are aligning in us right now by your Spirit. You're looking up right now. And I am the Lord and I reign. When I got... Uh, king shall reign forevermore it's forever and ever it's through every storm and every situation the lord has overcome and now he reaches down and he says come with me and father god we just rest in your stillness and your power for all of us in this room if we're watching online man lord we need to find you and find peace and rest in that right now in jesus name hallelujah has made you perfect 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 he has made you perfect Satan you get out of here in the name of Jesus we flew you out of here in the name of Jesus fly and you walk in God's mats Come on, praise the Lord. Give him a hand clap. There's power right there. There's things happening by the Spirit of God. I try to hold the button. Come on, Linda. Come on, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Come on. That was the word of the Lord. Amen. Was that the word of the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. Just one moment. Come on. We can go through things. We can do other things, Father God. I just thank you for your presence. Come on, you too. We're going to take this just... Hallelujah, Father God, right now, we lay it before you, everything. Again, Father, we lay everything before you, Heavenly Father. Come on, just do that with me right now, pray. Come on, pray with me right now, Father, we lay everything before you, Father God. Come on, shut that up, I speak in the, just loose it right now. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, if you're watching at home, come on, just start praying. Come on, intercede, begin to interact with the Spirit of God. His presence is here for a reason. Hallelujah. Just go ahead. Come on. Just intercede. Just allow the Lord and lay things before him. 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, come on. You, Lord, we put before you our King. Hallelujah, before you our King. You are our King, Lord Jesus. so many things that need to be done sometimes in your mind right and the best thing to do and we learned probably over the last few weeks that God's been speaking to us is just to seek the kingdom of God first and then there's a lot of things that come after sometimes the hardest thing that we just got to stop and put him first and be willing to bring everything before him and say, okay, okay, the service, what do you want to do? I understand and it's structure, but he wants us to lay it down before him to say, okay, there's something so beautiful about laying something before God. And you may still do the same things you've done every single day, but something changes in our hearts in the morning when we get up for worship and we lay it before the Lord and I got this plan for songs and I got this plan for, for a wonderful, powerful sermon and it's all laid out. I'm thank you for it, Lord. We sought the Lord but when the time comes, God, we lay it before you and what do you have for me this day? And there's something so powerful about putting that in order in our lives. And there's such a sweet, sweet spirit. Sometimes we don't even know what to do because <laughs> it's so good and it's just sometimes hard just to be still for a moment and allow the Lord to minister to us in our hearts because we need it so much at times just to stop and I need help to just turn all the noise off and I just felt like we just need to do that and I need to do that because there's so many things that are going on in this world that just try to steal that <sighs> hallelujah thank you worship team we're gonna have Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for your spirit. Isn't this good? Is it good? It's cozy in here. Is it cozy? I hope it's cozy. It feels very cozy in here this morning. The love of God is here um, to warm things up. Father, I just thank you for your spirit. We're, we're coming into a new season. We say that. But there are things that, that are happening. And the Lord's really laid on my heart about priority. Priority. If I was going to say something and you were going to ask yourself a question, what is the most important thing, number one, in my life? 
It's a good question to ask because from that priority, it, it'll help us keep everything in alignment and in order, right? Without it, it's just there's just no order. And I said, as we were just praying, we we're laying things before God, it's just, come on, Lord Jesus, what do you have for us? And coming into this season, we celebrate Jesus. We celebrate the Savior. We celebrate what Christ has done. And, and, and thinking about that, and last week I know we shared about uh, the priority of, of being in Christ because he did something for us. And I was reading the scripture in Isaiah, and I'm not going to, I want to read this, but some of this is familiar and some of it's not. So I'm going to read it, and you tell me when it, when it gets familiar. But this in Isaiah, I'm not going to say where it is, but you can look it up. I'll say it afterwards, but I just want to see, well, it's Isaiah 9. But let's say it's this, in verse 2, it says, The people walked in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as a people rejoice at harvest, like the warriors of dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warrior and the uniforms of the bloodstained by war will, burn, will be burned. They will be fuel for the fire. Is any of that real familiar? Not really. Not, not for me either, so don't feel bad. But check this out. Verse 6. For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Does this sound familiar? That first part didn't sound so familiar to me, but this is the part that comes, comes, comes to bear. Will never end. His government and its peace will never end. Say peace. Will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord's Lord of Heaven's army will make this happen. I got to say, did he make this happen? But did you see what was going on before? The people who walk, walk in darkness will see a great light. Come on. We still live in a world where there's darkness. But because of what Jesus did, he brought the availability of a great light. I was, I was cleaning out a garage shop. Anybody got a shop in their garage? <laughs> Come on. I got a shop in my garage. And during the course of time, that shop becomes the place where you just throw stuff in there. Huh? You just throw stuff in there and you shut the door. Anybody have one of those garages? It's called life. You know, it comes life. You get things added up and you put, and I was cleaning out that garage and I opened up the door and I turned on the light and I said, man, there's a lot of junk in here. Huh? The light, I turned the light on and I couldn't even, 
get to really what I wanted to get at. And there's times where I turn the light on and then I shut the door because I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> right? But there is stuff in there that you need to get. And there's stuff in there that needs to be thrown away. And there's stuff in there that has to be set in order. And without the light, you're not going to be able to do anything in there. You're going to fall. You're going to stumble on all that stuff. I'm telling you right now, in this world, see, Jesus, he said, he sent his son, Jesus, remember Mary, he sent his son to save us from our sin. To save us from things that we got. And sin could be getting caught up in missing the mark. You ever remember that, that lesson? We miss the mark and we get caught up in things that we just really shouldn't be in, caught up in. Or we could be caught up in doing good things that are out of priority. There are things in my shed that are good too. Power tools, all those things. But I'm telling you, if they get out of place and you can't get to them, there's nothing more frustrating than having... 20 of different tools because you couldn't find the one you needed when you needed it. So you went to the hardware store and you bought another one. I'm speaking to the guys here. How about the ladies? I don't know what. A beater or something like that. Tool. But you always go to the store. It's like, well, where is that? And when you go in there and you find it and you start laying, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Listen, God does not bring light into a situation to expose evil. Evil's been taken care of, but you do need to throw it away. There are, there's just stuff that's in the, in the closets that, are, that we have that we've just left there for many, many years, and it's just in the way. And there's stuff that's in the closet that's good that God wants to use. Born, rejoice. Born this day is the Savior, and he's shedding light on the things that God has given us that he wants us to use. We wouldn't have never had this if we didn't have a Savior, right? And you can come and repent. Repent means, hey, get a new thought. Change your thought. Look at the light that God has shined in this situation. There's utter darkness. People trapped. But guess what? Flip on the light. And then what do you do? You go in. And you may look, you may open it up and you might not like what it looks like. Sometimes you don't like what, what things look like. Right? <laughs> Come on, this is relatable. But it's not funny because it could be you too. Like it, sometimes it's like, man, I'm not happy with myself. Right? After Thanksgiving, I'm not too happy with myself. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> Come on, guys. What I feel the Lord is doing, what, what he's doing with the nation is he's showing us not to expose us, but to call us out and to learn to leave things behind. Not because, because they hold us back and they just get into the way and get in our way. The old things are passed away. Something is new that God wants you to receive from him. He's not here to shame you or blame you. Man, I'm so thankful that God is not here to shame me or blame me. Because sure, I've, I lived a life here on earth and I've done some things that I'm not too proud of. But Lord, never one time did he ever come to the place where he says, look, I'm shining light on this to expose you and to shame you. Has he ever done that to me? You know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for a house and a family that saw something in me and said, you know what? That's not who you are. That's not the new creation of Christ in you. Those things that were in the past that were kind of tacked that was in the, that, that dark place that you've learned or you thought your, about yourself in that dark place, in that dark closet. You know, when he shed the light on, he just said, you know, that was just junk that the enemy tried to throw on you. Come on. He's always trying to do that. 
He's always trying to make it dark and make it confusing and make it, make it, uh, make and to hide who you really are, right? You will break the oppressor's rod. <laughs> Come on. There is an oppression on the country. There's an oppression out there, and I get in it right away if I turn on the news. Come on, you get, it's just drawing, and it's the way the world works. You get, you watch, I could mention something. I, I could. Vikings. <gasps> Don't do it. I'm on an emotional roller coaster because I watch a Vikings game. I get in, and I'm like, oh, that's just so great. And at the end, I just want to say things. <laughs> right? But that's the world. That's, I just didn't, sports is just like, okay, there's winners and losers. And at the end of the year, there's only one winner and everybody else is disappointed. What a messed up system. <laughs> right? There's only one t- team that's happy at the end. And then guess what? Next year, we're all going to do it again. <laughs> but we do those things. We invest part of, I don't know, I was trying to explain it, but what is this part of me that gets so invested in something that it can be so disappointing? <laughs> oh, there's something connecting there. And what God's doing, he's shedding light on that. He says, listen, that's, it's, I'm, that's just the Vikings, guys. But that's kind of something we laugh about. But what about work? What about your family? What about those things that just kind of get out of priority and we don't seek God? Did you, did you seek God about that marriage? Did you seek God about the job? What about the job that you're doing right now? Is that the job that God wants you in? I mean, it may, may very well be, but there's something about just releasing that to him. Say, okay, God, even my job is on the table right now. Right? It may, even, even this relationship, with you, we don't think that's a big deal, but it's something that you're constantly in every day as you go out to work. As you go out in the world, there are things that are constantly trying to attach yourself. So you turn the radio on and you listen to some news about the president or about the, the COVID thing, right? And you listen to how they cope with that situation. You hear how it's just kind of like, and you're trying to make sense of it sometimes, right? You get into politics and you ever discuss any politics to people, right? Do you, do you feel real good afterwards? You feel uh, the light of the Lord Jesus Christ is shining in my life. I am so rejoice, rejoice because this president or this person is, yes, and it's good, right? No. <laughs> it just keeps on going. And it keeps on going because that's not the Redeemer. That's not our Savior. That's not rejoice because this president was inaugurated or whatever. That's not our hope, right? We pray for those things. It's a part of our life, absolutely. But our hope doesn't rest in there. Rejoice for a Savior is born. Christ the Lord is born. We look to him. We praise the mighty name of Jesus. Something is so good this morning when I just lift up the name. It's not just. Exit that out. When I lift the name of Jesus... Like right now, I'm just going to lift up the name of Jesus. But something changes and comes into alignment right away, right there, doesn't it? It's so good. It's so good. I say, I'm going to worship you, God. Like Danny was just saying, in the middle of the storm, I'm going to worship you. Is the storm still going? Sure. But that's not where my hope is. That's not the kingdom that Jesus brought. That was not the, his, his kingdom shall reign. Did you see that? And it, the peace, when it goes on there, he will rule with fairness and justice, everlasting prophet. Listen to what he says. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. His government and his peace will never end. Has your peace ever ended? 
today, Thursday night. That was the Vikings game for those that didn't know. I had so much peace in the beginning. Oh, I was so proud. I was like, hey, we're a good team. And then the second half happened. (laughs) The head coach said it this way. He says, we could beat any team, but we could lose to any team too. Right? But I always want to be, I want to be part of this. I want to be part of the everlasting father. I want to be a part of the prince of peace. And his government and its peace will never end. We can be a part of that. And we never have to leave that. Right? We never, it's, it's, it's a choice because of what Christ did on the cross. Every single day of my life, I can walk in an everlasting peace. We're talking about the armor of God. What goes on your feet? Shoes of what, Danny? Peace. Did you have to think about that for a second? Shoes of peace. I do too. But you put peace on not to stand still, but you walk in peace. Do I ever have to leave peace? Do you like those shoes, Frank? (laughs) Frank, do you ever have to leave the peace? We don't. Rejoice, for unto us a Savior is born. There is a peace that we can always constantly walk in. That's so good to hear. That is so good to hear. The fight is to maintain in the peace of God. And when we worship him in priority and in life, the Bible, it says, is that scripture? Your version of the scripture that you had? Seek ye first? Yeah, do you have that translation? It was so powerful when Jenny read that to me that I would seek you first. So open up the closet door and clean things out. <laughs> what is God doing in the nation right now? He's showing you the things that are, you're getting tangled up in and you need to get it out of the way. And then he's showing you things that are good, that are in the wrong priority, that you just need to set in order. I opened up, there are a lot of cool screws in there, you know, that you could use at some day. You want to organize that and put it in the right spot. So when you need it, you can get it, Right? <laughs> you got things that are disorganized. It's so hard to do things. And he's setting things in order that he's, it's, it was prophesied. It says workers need to be prepared for the harvest. Are you ready for the harvest? If I'm going to a job or you're going to go do something tomorrow, are you ready for tomorrow? Well, you're going to think about what's coming tomorrow. And you're going to be thinking about what God's trying to bring to you right now. And you're going to think about how Am I equipped to handle what God has given me to do? Am I ready to testify about what God's done for me? Am I ready to share something, the light that I have been given to that person? Right? And if it's hidden in the closet or it's in that place and we're not used to using it, (laughs) you pull it up. Hey, I didn't know I had that. Yeah, I am born again. That is pretty neat. (laughs) I mean, is that pretty cool or what? What is the coolest thing you found that you had thought you lost? Was it a power tool, a drill, or, or, or uh, a mixer? <laughs> I don't know. But I had this thing that is so powerful and so good. Do you want to read that, Jen? So this is Matthew 6, 34. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Hallelujah, Jesus.
Jesus said uh, in John chapter 14, when I read that last week, John 14, chapter 14, 15, and 16 talks about him being the vine. And we can't do anything without him. So if you ever told me something in life that, that I can't do without, I can't pull my trailer without my truck, right? I can't go through life without Christ. I cannot maintain the place that I am without the Lord Jesus Christ. And those things are being brought to the forefront of our lives. It's just like, hey, you need me here. You guys, you're facing, like the Midianites, you're facing some things. You need me here now. It was prophesied that it said that without my presence, you're not going to be able to go anywhere without it. So how important is it that we walk in his presence, that we have Jesus in our lives to face those things? Because without them, it becomes so difficult and so hard to get through something. <laughs> What's going on back there? Huh? Have they been? They're really excited. They're really excited about what's going on. Are you excited? There's an excitement in the spirit of God right now. I just want to run. What's wrong? Why do you say no? You walk fast? Do you feel it in the spirit? Do you feel something exciting happening? And right away, I've got all these great ideas. Oh, we could do this. Oh, we could do that. Oh, we could do this, right? And I, I just, I said, God just like, okay, Tom. Because I can almost be overwhelmed with excitement of all the cool things that I, you know. It's Pastor Tom now, so things could, I could, you want to have some cake? <laughs> we could have cake in church. That would be awesome. I'm losing it here. Help me find something. Can we get a table? Yeah, why not? Like a big table. Hallelujah. This is so spiritual. It really is. I'm asking everybody to pray. We are in an exciting season, but it was during the time where David was passing on something to Solomon that the enemy wanted to move, try to do something. And there's things that are going on that the enemy tried to steal in this nation with all the things that were going on. Look at that. Yeah, right here, bud. Um, and I was getting, I was getting that we put it all. You know, my, my football coach said this to me. We were playing this team, and it was a big team. We're division, what, we're only nine-man football, and those that understand, just nine-man. But there was a bigger school we're playing. They're 11-man. And the, and the head coach, he said to me, he said, you know what? Leave it all on the field. <laughs> I don't understand what that means. Did you know? I, knew, I know now what it means, but as a kid, I'm like, what am I leaving on the field? That doesn't make sense in my mind. Do I mean my shoes, my helmet, or something like that? But after the game, I realized, I said, man, you know, this is really hard. Um, but he wanted me to give everything we had in a moment of time. He wanted, a, he wanted me to give all my effort, all my strength, all my focus to him, to the, to the team, and just play that way. And I believe the Lord is really asking us 
to put everything on the table for him. Just leave it all on the field. Put it all before me. There is such peace and rest in him, but it only comes when we put it, give it all to him. Those things that we get tangled up in, those things that are very, can be very dark and confusing are places where we haven't turned something over to God. And he's going to take them and he's going to help us put them in the right place. He's going to help us tell us if, you know what, that needs to go in the garbage. But you know what, that does, that is good, but I'm going to put that over here and I'm going to put this here. And when you open up your life before the Lord, he begins to put things in order. I, we're seeing a world that when things are out of order. We're seeing America when we're not putting God first. And you can complain about all the different things, but what are we doing? Are you lifting up the nation? Where's the church? What are, where, where am I when it comes to my family and ministering? Where, where is my heart when it comes to that? Have I put that before the Lord in, in a situation or in things? He's asking us to put those things first. You may be doing those same things. That's fine. But it's before the Lord that we're going to set these things before him. Hallelujah. I want to play this song. Here's what, I, here's, what I, here's what I want to do. I want to take a moment of prayer because God is setting things in order and he's, he's getting us prepared for the, the things that are going to come. And they're very exciting. But what this represents is priority. What this represents is putting him first and all these other things. And as we read that, he's establishing the order of your home. He wants your home in order. He wants your life in order. He wants those things. He wants you to know. It says, Emmanuel means God with us. That is so amazing and cool. And maybe, and maybe that in itself has just become a dark closet idea or thought. But I need God with me now. Because things are being revealed right now where I need God. I got to get myself out of this and into this. So this song is by Zach who? Zach Williams. What I want to do is I want a couple of things. We're going to bring the offering basket up. And we're going to take up the offering at the same time. But we're also, going to dem- we're also just going to lay it before, the, before God. You know, finances are, are a big big issue because it represents so much of us, doesn't it? How many hours do you work for money? A lot. And you put a lot into it. But laying something before God is something so beautiful if we just lay something before his feet. Say, God, this is, this is yours. My hours are yours. God, this is yours. We're putting you first. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Before we play, I just Let's just pray. Again, take away just out. I'm learning some things that I just keep saying. I don't want to always just say that. Listen. If, if you've been in a dark place, if we've been in a dark place, and you know what? Things are confusing, and I'm caught up in something, and it's a heavy burden. Jesus says, Put, take my yoke. Take my, take my yoke upon you. My, my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father God, I thank you for your Savior, Jesus Christ, right now that could take the burdens of this world and you, you overcame them so that I didn't have to alone. And it says, God, with us. Come on, God, I need you to be with me here. I need you to be with me here in my family. 
Come on, I know the fight on this earth is hard because it pulls on our lives and it becomes very, can become very burdensome. But you see, the Savior is alive and he lives. He lives to give us hope a hope not, just, not, in, not like the world gives it, but an eternal hope and an eternal peace that comes only from him because of what Christ did on the cross. Come on. And for many years, you probably took it for granted, but the Lord says, you need me here. And if you have such a testimony, share it to those amongst us that are hurting. It's okay when you go through something. It says, in this world, you will have troubles, but you can rejoice because I have overcome the world. I don't know that part yet, but the Lord wants to reveal it to us. And there's a place where we lay it before God. Every time, I'm telling you, every time, every time I laid something before God, I heard him and he took it. And that thing, situation maybe not had changed as fast as you maybe wanted it to. But it, every time we laid it before God, every time, he's never let us down one time in that. And not once. And the question might be, then, why haven't I done that more? And the Lord's saying, look it, I've been faithful in a little. I've been faithful in all these things in your life. I want it all now. Come on, these things that you get caught up in, the, the, the thought processes, the past, all those things, lay it before me. Finances, issues in life, all of that, God, is yours. Come on, relationship issues. God, I want, hallelujah, your kingdom to come and touch my wife, touch my husband, touch my children. Father, touch me first. Because you know what? It just, it's a struggle sometimes. So I want to play this, this song. As we listen to this song, I want us to come. We can give our offerings, but it will also just come up. And it is a symbol. Just lay it before the throne of God. And we can stay up here and we can worship. But Jeremy, if you could start playing that song. And we're going to do that. If you got a check, we just bring it and we can drop it in here. But it's a season of just allowing God to be God and laying it before him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Go ahead, Jeremy. Pray. Just pray. About 15 years of my life, I struggled with drugs, I struggled with alcohol. Just finding myself in the wrong places at the wrong time. I could have easily been where you guys are right now. Um, honestly, sometimes I think about it and I can't believe that I'm, that I'm not been. But I have a heart for you guys. I have a heart for, for just ministry and for where you guys are at, man. I just love to look out here and see some smiles on your faces and know that maybe my story can give you guys a little bit of hope and just to know that if God can save my life and, and, and can do it for me, he can do it for you. This next song is just kind of this idea that if you can imagine a table that's as far as you can possibly see, and there's already a chair sitting there with your name just waiting for you to come pull it out. And we, we the ones that make it hard to give our lives to the Lord. He's already made it easy, guys. Had it just been for me or just one of you, he would have bled on that cross and died for your sins. So if you can just imagine taking all your junk and all your problems and your worries and troubles and just laying them at the feet of the cross, laying them on this table, he can take the biggest mess and turn it into the biggest message. Amen.
no friend who understands everything you're going through. But you keep standing at the distance in the shadow of your shame. But there's a Shining. Won't you come and take your place And bring it all to the table There's nothing here you seen before For all your sin, all your sorrow and your sadness that save your Can't see the weight you carry. Your fears and hold your heart. Through the cross you've been forgiven. You're accepted as you are. So bring it all to the table. song I just I just want to lift everybody up because I really feel like even in our families and situations that we lay it all here I know in times in my life when I have battled and when I've struggled and I've laid it here 
That's where I find my peace. That's where I find my rest. He doesn't want us to carry it anymore. He wants us to bring it here, just to leave it here today. I really feel in, in all of us, myself included, that we just lay it before him and live, give it to him. Health, Linda, we lay it before the Father. We lay it before his throne. And we say that by his stripes you are healed. And we're going to stand on that with you and stand. And he wants you to lay it all before him. Bethany, you too, I, God wants you to lay it all before him. Health, hurts, wounds, to lay it all before him. He wants you to lay it because he doesn't want you to carry it anymore. That's what he wants for all of us is that we just lay it all and with our families, with our kids, with everything, that we just lay it before him and let him carry it. Just release it. Say, God, it's yours. It's yours. It's, it's for you to carry, not for me. God, it's yours. Just release it and just lay it and take up his peace, take up his rest, take it up because that's what he wants us to carry. I just feel such a peace, I don't know, but God wants peace. Peace. Sarah, leave it before the Lord. Take up his peace. Release it to him. Because he cares for you. Your family, your girls. Lay it before the Lord. He's got it. You have amazing girls and you have an amazing family and you're an amazing mom. And lay it there. And take up his peace. Father, just release peace into her and healing into her, Lord. And that's for all of us. Go ahead, Jeremy, play that song again. Hallelujah, Jesus. Mm, thank you, Jesus. For about 15 years of my life, I struggled with drugs, I struggled with alcohol. Just finding myself in the wrong places at the wrong time. I could have easily been where you guys are right now. Um, honestly, sometimes I think about it and I can't believe that I'm that I've not been but I have a heart for you guys I have a heart for for just ministry and for where you guys are at man I just love to look out here and see some smiles on your faces and know that maybe my story can give you guys a little bit of hope and just to know that if God can save my life and, and, and can do it for me he can do it for you this next song is just kind of this idea that if you can imagine a table that's as far as you can possibly see and there's already a chair sitting there with your name just waiting for you to come pull it out. And we, we the ones that make it hard to give our lives to the Lord. He's already made it easy, guys. Had it just been for me or just one of you, he would have bled on that cross and died for your sins. So if you can just imagine taking all your junk and all your problems and your worries and troubles and just laying them at the feet of the cross, laying them on this table, he can take the biggest mess and turn it into the biggest message. Amen.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for the sweet, sweet spirit in your house. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for those who are here, Father God, that you are real and you are extending such amazing grace and love towards us now to bring us an eternal hope, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Sarah, would you just come on the keyboard and as we dismiss, if you want some, this is such a great time, so we'll be here to pray and to exhort one another and lift each other up. And I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Let this be the best Sunday of your life. Let this be the greatest day. Let you go out with the presence of God. And when he said, I established my everlasting peace, I pray that that peace goes with you, before you. Let it be a part of your life. Let it reign in your life. And I pray when times try to steal that peace in your heart, that it'll be a reminder that you can have that peace and you can have that freedom and you can have that always. And that there is a contention that God was in your life and he's fighting that you would be able to walk out with that peace and joy and strength. So I pray that over your lives and your families right now. Be blessed. We have a great week in the Lord. Let this be the best week that you've ever had in the Lord. And celebrate Christmas. Celebrate the Savior. God, I thank you that you sent your son. God, it wasn't a small deal, man. You did it. You did it so I could have freedom and I could have hope. God, you did it. I don't want to go. Don't let it be a, a little thing in my heart anymore because I need it, Father. And I know many more need it. So be blessed this week. Have a great week with your family. And in this Christmas week, this holiday and the, and the new year, be so blessed. And let the light go forth. Hallelujah with you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We'll be here to minister. Any questions or anything, Jenny, I'll be up here. God bless you. God bless you.